Dinner Affair is the official meal kit for families. There are three simple steps to a nutritious home-cooked meal. Select your menu, choose your delivery date, enjoy delicious dinners. And with most dinner meal prep services, there's a contract. There's a cancellation fee. Never the case with Dinner Affair. They don't have a cancellation fee. They don't even have a subscription to cancel. You order exactly the dinners you want when you want them. Family size oven-ready dinners are now being prepared as we speak. DinnerAffair.com, $30 off your first order when you use the promo code CADDY at DinnerAffair.com, DinnerAffair.com. Hi, this is Matt Holmes, business manager for Harley-Davidson of Atlanta, located on Thornton Road, home of the no-fee dealers. It's been my pleasure to know Cadillac and Donna for the last 25 years and watch them rise to the top of their game. Now here's Cadillac and Donna with my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. And have you ever um, accidentally uh, joined like an Instagram live? Every day. It's, it's out of control. What do you do when that happens? Well, it happened to me the other day. So I don't know if, okay, so if you're, if you're not like a professional Instagrammer, which some people aren't, if you go to the top where its stories are, which, you know, now Instagram basically is just story posting, not as many people post on their feed. feed. But um, if you go to the top where there's, you know, the bubble circles with people, you'll see now at any point, and it happens a lot at night, where every single person is live. And a lot of times they're live with two or three other people. So I accidentally joined this um, Luke Bryan live <laughs> Thing that he was doing, but it had just started. And I mean, there were a lot of people in, but not as many people as you would think. And so I bagged out of that one real quickly. And I was like, okay, that, that's, I don't want to watch this. Like, I didn't mean to do that. Like, I thought I was watching a story. But then... And okay, it, let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. So the stories can roll into a live Yeah, it's a live Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Like a Facebook Live. Same okay. as a Facebook Live. But it's normally a story would roll to a story. But if there's a live in there yes. from someone, it's going to roll to from story to live. To and live. then maybe to live. Yes. And then maybe to live and then to story. Okay. Yes. Right. So then I got off that. I got off the Instagram, got off the gram, and I went over to Facebook. Uh-huh. And I inadvertently joined a Facebook Live for like a pampered chef party. Which I wouldn't go to live. But they'll come after you. Yes, and it was like a kind of like sell a, some skillets. A, a, a second, what was it like a like a not a not a really close friend, but you know, like one of your a Facebook, Facebook friend. a Facebook friend that sounds so bad. But I mean, it's just not someone that I'm like in constant contact with. And she was doing a pampered chef party live, and she called out my name. She was like, "Oh yay, Donna's joined us." Okay. You know, and I was like, oh, my gosh. What did you spend? I, I didn't. I just, I was like, I got it. Has she reached back out to you since no, then? I, ty- I bet she does. Get this. I typed into, you know how you can type in the comments below where they can see it? I typed in there, I got to go. <laughs> well, that's rude. Well, I didn't. I mean, they could be like, maybe she had to go to the bathroom. Maybe she had to just But if you also just go. disappeared suddenly, does it say when you exit? I don't Has left? No, I, I don't. Well, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But it can be uncomfortable, especially if, if there are only like three people. Yes. And you're scrolling through and you hit it by accident. And then you feel bad. Right. Because you're like, the person's like party. They think that or, you're there to yes. support them. <laughs> and you're really not. It was an accident. And like, instead of their numbers going up, they start going down. Yeah. They're like, we have 11. Oh, we have four. Okay. Where are those other? Yeah. What's 11 minus four? Seven. 
Eight, nine, I think. Long. Yeah. Anyway, where those people go. Yeah, it was just, it's, and it's something new with all this quarantining because these weren't going on as much before. But it happens all the time. And you almost say to yourself while you're scrolling through the social media and you see one and you go in and you're like, oh, didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Like, you know. I never. <laughs> <laughs> but they seen your name. Yeah. Like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I got to go. I got to go. All right. Your hype song on the way here to the Appen Media Group and Appen Podcast Network. So my hype song was Kane Brown, Cool Again, Cool Again. Okay. You're seeing it all over if you're a TikToker, which you are, the king of TikTok, the mayor. You're seeing it all <laughs> over um, TikTok. Um, it's just a great song. It's just a fun, like, summer song. I love Kane Brown. I'm also going to add. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hmm. You're going, you're double adding? Yes, I'm going to add a second ad for Kane Brown. And the song is Worldwide Beautiful. Um, and it's a song he actually wrote quite a while ago. And he's releasing it now because of the message. It's just a beautiful song about peace and equality. And um, it just, uh, he's been holding on to the song for quite a while. And he felt like, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, it was a great time to release it. And um, it was written by uh, Shai Carter, Ryan Hurd, who is Mira Morris's husband, and Jordan Schmidt. And um, just like some of the lyrics, white churches, black churches, different people, same hearses. That's how it kind of starts out. It's kind of hard to fight with each other, laying down in the ground, six under. And um, Kane's just a great artist. I really like him. I, lo- I love watching him on TikTok. He's a great dancer. He's just hilarious. He's got a brand new little baby girl and uh, his little wife, Caitlin. They're just very cute. So Kane the, Brown. There, there was a period late last week when that song from Kane Brown was number one on the all genre iTunes chart. Cool again? The num no no. Oh no, no. yeah, worldwide beautiful. Worldwide beautiful, yeah. Um, I mean, it was number one to number two. Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, "Rain on Me." Yeah, it's a great song. It really is. Some songs like when those come out at times like these, you're like, oh, I think they didn't write that a long time ago. They really wrote it yesterday in their basement, you know, to almost like capitalize on what's going on. This is not that. It's just a really, um, just a really kind of powerful, great song. Another example is the Thomas Rhett song. Absolutely. Called Be a Light. Yeah, and at the same song. time, King Brown was number one. Thomas Rhett was number, all genre now on yeah. iTunes, was number five with Be a Light. And then uh, Luke Bryan was number four with One Margarita. I can't stand that song. I love that song. I know you don't like it, but I love it. I can't stand it. I love it. It's. Why do you not like it? Predictable. I know, but it's predictably predictable. good. Yeah. It's just it's just fun. Yeah. It's just like a good summer song. Yeah. Like on the boat, one margarita, Stop. two margarita. Okay. Me or Luke? Stop. Both. Oh, all right. What is your, or what was your Core 57 hype song? On the way here, I was jamming to an artist from the mid-90s. Her name is Dina Carter. Love me some Dina. Dina had so many hits really quick uh, when she hit back in, I think it was 96. But my jam here uh was How Do I Get There. I love that one. Yeah, that's a great Dina Carter song. But Dina Carter, you know, from Strawberry Wine, yeah. from We Danced Anyway, from Count Me In, uh, she was also a tremendous songwriter. She wrote with Matresha Berg. Matresha Berg. Matreka. Yeah, Matreka. Matresa. Matresa. You and Tequila. Would you remember that one? It was yes. uh, Grace, uh, Grace, uh, Grace Potter. Potter and yep. Kenny Chesney, like back in 2010 or something. Yeah. So that's it. I, I was obsessed with... It was a healthy obsession, but I was obsessed with Dina Carter when she first came out. Remember, I got to Atlanta in 94, and she hit in 96. Remember the hologram cover? Yes. Did I shave my legs for this yes. was the name of the album? Yep. And um, she I was just, just blonde, California girly looking. Beautiful. Yeah. 
beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And she loved to drink. Oh. She loved to shoot tequila. So I was doing about 96, maybe I'd gone to afternoons. I don't recall. But she was coming into the station, as most new artists do at some point, to introduce themselves and come on the air and, and hang for a little while. That's never done. Our, you know, new artists are not allowed to be on the radio. Their music, a lot of times, but certainly not them doing an interview because they're just unknown for the most part. But at the time, Johnny Gray was our music director. I think Johnny also liked Dina Carr quite a bit, too, because, she was, again, she was just <laughs> hot. Yeah. Hot. And so uh, Johnny's like, Nakati, we're going to have Dina Carter here in the studio. I think it was afternoons. I'm pretty Later sure you today. were doing afternoons. Because she was doing a show. She was in town to do a show at the Buckboard. Yeah. Country Music Showcase in Smyrna. And the name of the album was, and I shaved my legs for this, and I said to Johnny, I said, listen, why don't we ask Dina Carter to shave my legs? Yeah, that's a great idea. While she's on the air. <laughs> I love it. While she's on the air with me. I love it. And it was, looking back, it was very much a visual thing, and there wasn't Facebook Live and all the, right. the, the Insta Live that we were just talking about a moment ago. Right. So it was a very visual thing. I don't know that it played out at all on radio, but you let me tell you something. It. I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And she had a show. We'll say that was a Thursday afternoon. She had a show that Thursday night at the Buckboard. I was there. Oh, boy. Like at 7.01. Helping her set up. PM, indeed. Sound check. Hmm. <laughs> Um, and then the next night, Friday, she was doing a private show at the Marriott over off Interstate North Parkway. Right. Near the station. Right next door to yeah. the station. And she was doing it for um, Anderson Merchandising. And they are, at the time, when Walmart had CDs, they are the people that would, the rack jobbers is what yep. they're called, they would, they would fill the racks with CDs. So the new artists were certainly wanted to play and perform for people like Anderson merch because they wanted great placement for their CDs and wanted, you know, the higher ups and Anderson merch to be impressed with, with their sound. And I went there that night, that's Thursday, Friday night. <laughs> I was there. I just walked across the street. I was there early again, just helping out with, uh, with, uh, whatever, whatever Dina Carter needed. And then there was a show Saturday night somewhere. And I went to that show as well. And, um, then there was an end store at Best Buy in Kennesaw. And so I was like on a Dina Carter tour with her and she didn't yes. really know <laughs> <laughs> you were not invited. We shot tequila at the buckboard sure. on Thursday I'm and sure. at the Marriott on Friday. And when she performed, she wouldn't wear shoes. She was, yes, I remember that, which is another kind of hippie. I mean, if you like feet, wow. Yeah. Whew. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's she doing that. now? Um, I look, I, I keep up with her quite a bit because I'm curious and I want to, I want to go see her in concert when she comes next yeah. and she still does tour. She's, um, um, she teaches a lot of Bible school. What? Yeah. In California. And are you being serious? Yeah. Yeah. She's very involved in church. Well, like good that. for her. Absolutely. And, and so uh, she doesn't, she doesn't tour an awful lot, but occasionally she needs, you know, a few thousand dollars. Is she married? She'll have the road. She is. Uh, I forgot what he does. I think maybe an attorney or something, but. Um, Have you fact checked all this? <laughs> not the not her husband. Absolutely no, but I mean, not, but she's a Bible teacher, Bible school teacher. Well, she's just very involved in the church, which is fantastic. That's great. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So it's been a big week. Yes. For the Chip Boys, our son Will and 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 myself and Will and I, we we share the same birthday. Yeah. We were both born on June eighth. If you're listening on Upload Day, that was yesterday. And. um it's it's really been special to have that, and it will remain very special to both of us to have that connection. I, I don't know that many do. Yeah, same name, same birthday. Really throws the pharmacist for a loop. Right. Because 
we have the same name. You know, I'm junior. He's the third, but we have the same name and the same birth month and day. I know. I always have to check that when I go and pick something up and it, it even like for forms and stuff, it's, um, it always throws people off. Like, you know, to have the father with the same name and then same, it's the same birthday. It's not the same name. I mean, a lot of people have a junior or third or whatever, but it's the same name and same birthday. The only time it's bad. And I've, I've always tried to make, I mean, obviously you make your kid's birthday very special every year. And we've always done that. I've always tried to make yours special too, though, because you're, I don't mean this is how bad, and this is always the way with the parents, but our birthdays are kind of like ride alongs. You know what I mean? Like, so we never needed two birthday cakes because that's a lot of birthday cake. But we, y'all almost always shared a cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that part is not the greatest. And I don't know. And you've always kind of, I feel like you've always gotten the shaft because your birthday is a week or two before, or a week before Father's Day. And so, you know, I, I've never thought any of that. Oh, well, good. I'm no, glad. No, no, I'm no. glad. No, no. I think it's very special. And I think this that was Will a feels big one. Too. I mean, he is 21. 21. I have a 21 year old stepson. You have a 21 year old son. Mm. You know what? This is This calls for a Dina Carter line. How did we get here? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From there. Yeah. It's not good. 21 years. Guess it's, where it's, we it's celebrated the big 21 and the big. Where everybody goes. Do we want to say your your age? I like this time of year too because mm. the gap closes between you and I. <laughs> There's only a nine year difference. Okay, that's like not even months, funny. Like I, that's months. not funny. Huh? That's not funny. It's not nine years, and the gap closes for to, to six, right? To six for like three months, and then it opens yes. back up after your birthday in August. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, you asked me the other day, you, you made a comment, you got really mad at me because you said this is just the other day in the kitchen. You're like, you know, every morning I wake up. And my right heel hurts on my foot. And yeah, I said, the bottom of my heel. Is right. Crazy. And I said, you know what? I think that, that just happens when you, as you age, maybe I said when you get older, but I meant as you age, but it's the truth. I mean, when I you, think it was how you, when you get it. up in your mid fifties, uh, okay, there are things that, that just don't work well anymore. Okay. And that's... they, and, and they, they stop working suddenly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's not how you said it though. You said something like, I think that happens with old age. That's different. <laughs> Than saying when we age. It was like, yeah. Anyway. So we went to Benihana. Of course. Because that's where everyone goes. Anytime we have celebrated a birthday and we're like, where do you want to go? And like, you know how when you're a parent, like when they're little, you're doing all the the birthdays that we've talked about in previous pods that are just, you know, outrageously expensive, go on for hours and you have to take to the bed to recover from. But when they get older and they can decide where they want to go eat, you sort of plant things like, hey, do you want to go to oak or <laughs> you know you were really pushing red lobster for a while no i wasn't will was <laughs> i was pushing like oak coletta like nice places and yeah and will was like well maybe just red lobster i'm like eh. and then they decided on benihana because that's where all the kids want to go it's always benihana and here's my um you and i have a theory about benihana and this was passed down from a friend of ours do not wear nice clothes to benihana Okay, like find the worst clothes you can find in the back of your closet. Perhaps even go purchase them. <laughs> we had a friend who did that, remember? I do. He'd go to Old Navy. Get him a shirt before he got <laughs> Benihana, and then he'd change after Yes, lunch. because you smell like those grills, and you can't get the smell off of you. So if you're ever planning on doing anything after Benihana, just no. I was always afraid, like when I was getting my hair blown out, that like it would get too close to the grill, and it would catch on fire or something. I don't know. It was just like... 
Getting your hair blown out. Yeah, because they would use all these products on it. And then I would go and sit near that grill. And you know how they build that. What is it? The volcano. The onion, the onion volcano. volcano, Donna. Damn. <laughs> Did you, you train? Yeah. Some of these people are not licensed to be doing any of that. To have sharp knives. I, I really was pitching for the birthday dinner last night. I wanted to go to my stomping ground. Don't say it. <laughs> And it's family tradition. Oh, my God. And family tradition, Donna Easy, is a meet and three in here in North Atlanta. They have two locations, one in Hickory Flat in Cherokee County and the other Town Lake, which is a uh, Kennesaw area. I didn't and even know a, they had two. Yes. We always go to the Hickory Flat location. Isn't one enough? It's, it's only like five minutes from the house, Donna. And uh-huh. the last time I brought up family tradition, when uh-huh. they just had reopened with dine-in. Yeah. And I was so excited. And we've all... You know, just like you, we've we've supported local businesses and local restaurants, and and so I said, listen, we're going to family tradition tonight. The look of disgust from Olivia, who was our sixteen-year-old daughter, the look—I've never seen a look of disgust like that before in my life. Okay, let's be clear here, because we know there are a lot of people listening who love family tradition. I'm, I'm the king. I'm I'm the leader of the pack. I, this has nothing to do with the fine folks at family tradition or the food. This is because every single time. That in the past, when we've gone out to dinner with the kids, which is not a ton because nobody's ever together, that's where you pick. So I want to be real clear. There's nothing to do with their food or the environment or where it is or anything like that. It's just every and the kids are like, Mom, why do you even put it out there to him? Like, why give him a choice? Because he's just going to pick the same place every single time. Get some vegetables. Right. And, and a great piece of meat. Mm-hmm. And pie. And right. our family of five can eat for under $30 at Family Tradition. But we can't Do you fit, know how much we paid at Benihana last we night? We can't fit in the same booth. True. Not anymore. We can't. We do have to sit at two different tables. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for social distancing. We're, or that we're, we're well over Or that. that we're large people. Yeah, we gave up just, social distancing back in It's April. just the size of the booth. The chicks. Yes. Okay. So where did you, here's the question. Where, <laughs> where did you, because I will say like, we asked Will at dinner, like, hey, do you want a beer? It was very awkward, you know, and Charlotte was just looking at us because we've talked about this. We're not the type who um, we never and again, no, everybody does things their own way. But we were never the type who kind of like have a beer, see how it tastes with Will, have a drink, you know, see how it tastes. Well, I think he did that on his own. Yeah, I think he did, too. But I mean, we just weren't a part and parcel to that. True. Um, and everybody has their own theories on that. You know, kids are going away to college and you let them have a couple of beers before. We're not big drinkers at home which is just shocking. I know I've talked to a couple of people that listen who are friends of mine who they drink more at home. We're more out to dinner. I don't social. like to drink at home. Yeah. At we're all. more out to dinner, I social drink drinkers. Yeah. So I give me to a bar. You better step back. Yeah. <laughs> but we like the social aspect of it. We like the social aspect. Being around people. So there we we're just not the type who like open up, you know, who drink a lot at home. So it was never around like Will and them, but it was very interesting last night to say, do you want to get, and he was like, no, I'm good. I spent my 21st birthday in the cups, mm. deep in the cups at the buckboard. Here we go again with the buckboard in Smyrna and Skippy. You hear me talk to Skippy. Skippy was my college roommate and my best friend in college. We were fraternity brothers and thick as thieves. And he lives in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, Skippy drove down. Oh. I think he probably lived in Cullowee because we went to Western Carolina University. Um, and he drove down and it was like a Tuesday. And how old was he? Was he 21? No, Skippy's about two, three years older than that. Oh, okay. So he was 23, 24. But he came down, and it was the two of us, and I think one other person, maybe Neil McGinley, 
was at the Buckboard drinking on a Tuesday night. Imagine. And, uh, and, and <laughs> it was great and fun, but it was pretty pretty uneventful. Now, I had been drinking at the Buckboard for two years. Exactly. Because I would just walk in the back door. Yeah. And everybody that worked on the air at Kicks drank free at the Buckboard. That's why you'd see Jim Van there from noon to eight. I feel like 21 used to be a bigger deal, though. I don't know. I think it depends on the child. Yeah, or where you are. The individual child and what they've been exposed to. and, and What you've been doing. Yeah. And, yeah. When I do pour a drink, and the last time was at home was for one of those stupid-ass Zoom parties. Okay, the people that were on the Zoom. I, are very dear hour, friends of ours. Had we had dinner with Bill and his wife. Yes. Uh, this over the weekend. Yes. But I just think the whole concept's crazy. But I, I had I, maybe like an old-fashioned Yeah. at the house. And the kids were just... They didn't know what was going on. They were that, shocked. They were crazy. The daddy was making a drink at home for a Zoom happy hour with a hat on, with a crazy hat on. I, well, that was we had a theme, which <laughs> the whole thing. Was I had just on sideways. Randy the reindeer. Yeah, it was just sideways. I had on a um, a skipper's hat. All right, where did you? That's a, that's a story for another podcast. Where um, where did you celebrate twenty one? Well, here's the thing about me. I celebrated 21 at 16, probably. Well, not 16. 16 seems a little young. I would say 17. Here's the thing. I'm not proud of this, but I grew up, I was like a full-fledged club kid. And some people are like, what does that mean? Okay, like, you know how like in New York you hear about club kids? Like the first original club kid was like Drew Barrymore. She was in the limelight at like... I mean, the limelight in New York at like 13 years old, you know, hanging out with like Halston and designers and crazy people. Well, so growing up, I had a friend named Kathy and there was a couple of other Mike and a couple of other group of people and we all had fake IDs. And so we lived in Smyrna and Smyrna, if you're not from Atlanta, is a suburb right outside of Atlanta, kind of near Vinings. And so we would go, I'll never forget this, we would drive down the train tracks through Vinings, past the OK Cafe, straight into Buckhead. And at the time, Buckhead was full of bars, like Carlos McGee's. Um, I can't even remember the one. It had like a, it had a Ferris wheel in it. Everybody's going to be like yelling at me right now. Good old days, the beer mug, they spun a wheel like you, like we used to have out at like radio remote, right? And you get like a free pitcher or shots. I mean, and you have to remember because I'm so old that this was in the days where there just wasn't a whole lot of shame to like nickel nights, twenty five cent. I mean, like Charlie Magruder's <laughs> was kind of over by the river and Baby Doe's which is a food place, but it was Baby Doe's Matchless Mine, and you went downstairs and it was like a full on disco. And so, now, how old are you? Seriously, seventeen. Okay, I, I think I was like seventeen or eighteen. And so, here's what happened: yeah, I, um, I took my sister's information and I got a, a license. I don't know what the statute of limitations is on this. So I'm going to be really careful how I tell the story. But anyway, trust me, here they've expired. Okay, I got a. I got <laughs> you're a, seventeen. They've expired thirty years. I ago. got a fake ID <laughs> with her information, and it was solid because it was my picture with her information. And you have always looked like one yes. Night. And again, I'm not proud of this. Okay. And I'm very open with the girls. And I have been with Will that All do right, not do as I do. We did. get it. We get it. Yeah. Okay. That's my disclaimer. But it was a full-on party. So what I would tell Nana is I'm going to a cheerleading banquet. I'm going to um, I'm going to help. I mean, we, we had the craziest things we were doing. You know, I'm going over to Kathy's house to help her with her algebra. And we would go <laughs> to Charlie Magruder's 
for nickel night. And our drinks were amaretta sours because that's what everybody drank back then. Would, would Nana not smell you when you came in? I don't know. She was just, I was such a good kid. And I don't mean like getting your face and smell you. What have you been doing? I'm just, just a general the next stench. Day, I don't know. I don't of know. An amaretta sour. <laughs> I don't know. On my waterbed. I don't know. It was crazy. But my mom, like, believed me. And you have to remember, there were no cell phones back then. So, like, if I was going to be a little bit late, <laughs> I would have to call her on the home phone. And one of us would always stay sober, semi-sober, to drive home. Again, I'm not proud of this. However, I will say, I, like, I was at the limelight, our limelight in Atlanta. We were probably 18, 17, 18 then. I mean, it's crazy. 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 Hedgens. So, there, there was a time when you were underage and you were still using your sister Annette's ID. ID. Yes. And you were both getting ready to enter the same bar, right? Yes, it was, it was New Year's Eve. Okay. And for some, here again, we had all, there was like 20 of us and we had rented a Marta bus. I don't even know if you can do that, but we did back then. Evidently, you could at that point. And so the Marta bus. Hang on, hang on. Rent a Marta bus. <laughs> yes. For, uh, for personal use? Like an entire you. bus? Yes. Yes. I am not kidding you. Okay. All right. Tell your story. So we rented this Marta bus and it took us from like bar to bar to bar to bar. And at the time I was probably like a sophomore at Georgia. So, so there's a Marta bus yeah. that's, that's taking like it's a bar crawl on a Marta bus. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm not kidding. So we, they probably don't do that anymore. But anyways, so I was like a sophomore at Georgia. So I think I was probably 20 at the time. So my sister knew I was underage, but I was close to being of age. She knew I had a fake ID, but she didn't know I had a fake ID with her picture on it. So we were trying to go, we were all going into some bar and she was behind me and my boyfriend at the time trying to get in the bar. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to go to the back of the line. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, we have the same ID. And she was so mad and mortified because, of course, she's an attorney now. And she's like always been a rule follower. And I've always been like a rule breaker. So it didn't go over really well. It kind of like messed up my. She's trying to kill my buzz. <laughs> On New Year's Eve. Of all days, she's trying too. to be a buzzkill because I had the same idea as her. Of all days. Uh, it doesn't come up. I'm, I'm on itsmarta.com. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if someone knew someone. This was in the 90s. But we rented a Marta bus. Okay. Who'd you pay? Uh, the driver. The I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't in charge of any of that. I was just on the bus. Dumb Listen, shit. if you had a bus and it was rolling through Buckhead, you wanted me on it. <laughs> trust me. At 17 and a half. Uh, trust me. Yeah. The team of certified expert advisors at Tracy Cousineau's real estate expert advisors consistently outsell the competition their behind-the-scenes real estate firm is unlike the traditional brokering uh, brokerage agency uh, running uh, machine systems that include certified negotiators, marketing, graphic design teams, home staging teams too. Tracy Cousineau and her team of real estate uh, expert advisors can not only get you up to 18% more for your home, they have an entire team of 20-plus professionals all working for you. TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. The world has changed, but your desire to live your healthiest life has not. From temperature checks to extra deep cleaning, your health and safety when you visit Wellstar, offices, health parks, and hospitals remains their top priority. Their primary care and specialty medical experts are ready to see you through any health concern you may have. 
We're here for Georgia. We're here for you. Wellstar, more than health care, people care. So are you kind of wondering like where Corona's gone? I've said it for two weeks now. What yeah. happened? Is we were just, in the middle of what one of the if one of the most devastating events in the world's history. Yeah, there were entire newscasts being devoted to it. Yeah, and then suddenly it went away. Like, where's Doctor Fauci? Where is he? And that sweet little woman that looks like the, my kindergarten teacher with the, the scarves. Okay, in Washington. Bricks. That's yeah, Doctor Bricks. Yes, Doctor Bricks. Where are they? Yeah, she's so calm. Where are they going? Like, what have, have they, they taken pay cuts? Has Trump done something with them? What's it? Where? Where are they? And it's a, it's a, it's a legitimate question for me, and I, I think you as too as well. I don't understand how we can go from a pandemic and it being so top of mind you could not escape. Remember, this is the same pandemic that locked us in our homes for. Three months. This is the same pandemic that caused the worst unemployment in the history of our nation. Uh, great news on Friday when the jobs uh, uh, reports came out, and and we actually added two point seven million jobs in May. But, Absolutely, and we're not making fun of that. We're not making light of this. Oh, of course, it, it, I'm not. It's been it has been devastating. If to you're this a business country. owner, it took you down. It took down marriages. It took down families. It yeah, took down businesses, housing, everything. But well, th- then it just. Well, literally this, went away. Well, and I don't know if you saw this, but the last two couple of days, the stock market has been through the roof. And they and, and I saw something where they were asking um, a financial, you know, advisor, what's changed? And they said, well, there's a potential, you know, there were potentials of um, vaccinations and all that. But it was almost like when the rioting and the... um you know, marching and everything took over, it just kind of all went away and not just talking about it. I understand that, that there was another worldwide issue that, that legitimately took everyone's attention and needed to. But what's weird is like uh, for the past, probably three or four days, I've gone, had to go run to Publix or somewhere to get something. People are not wearing masks. Like the people who work there are because they're, you know, mandated to do so. But it's almost like everyone has just, taken off their masks and just put it to the side where we live um alpharetta like driving through last night to go to Publix, there were people and i'm not talking about peaceful protesting there they were doing that as well but i mean there were people everywhere like eating at city center sitting outside drinking walking together And, and i'm not i don't feel i don't there's i didn't I didn't look at it and go, oh, my gosh. I just looked at it and I was like, it was weird, you know, because you 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 could have shot a cannon through most streets over the past two or three months. And it was just almost like overnight. The world in a weird way came back. And I don't I don't know that it is back. I'm not you and I are certainly not disputing the fact that covid still exists or it's out there or whatever Does it? i don't know but i mean it's it, it is strange how it's just kind of all been put on the back burner and now we're talking about this everything that's going on in the world and, and, and again it's a legitimate issue that's taking our attention but it's kind of like multitasking can we not have two things going on where's the well, you know the the media the, the networks haven't even bothered to do split screens you know like or even give coronavirus any sort of 
play during the newscast because it's been they've all been entirely focused around the protesting and the rioting. I find it very just crazy that a month ago CNN is saying you can't be you have to stay six feet apart. You have to wear your mask. You have to do all these different things. And then in the past two weeks, CNN's been praising those that have been walking down the streets arm in arm. Yeah, it's almost like you. And I've seen a lot of posts where people are like, we can't go back to church where our kids couldn't graduate. But, you know, everything else. But I also think that's kind of a, a, a sticky conversation because they're not telling these people. I don't know about CNN, but they're not saying they can't. There's nothing they can do about peaceful, you know, people marching and protesting and unfortunately rioting and looting. They didn't even if there was a pandemic, if they told people don't go do that. I don't know that those people would have adhered to that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of different than saying don't have a high school. grad. I've seen people comparing the two, but it's kind of like don't have a high school graduation. They were saying that to sort of protect people from doing it. The, The people that are doing all the other stuff right now. They they were going to do it no matter what, you know, if someone said to them, listen, and, and people have said, if you've been in one of these large scale protests, you need to get tested. Do you think there'll be a spike? Do I don't you think know. that these people will go and seek out? I don't know. You know, one of the organizers test? of a protest really? in Athens tested positive. You know, I'll tell you one that I think you and I thought was so strange. We went to dinner um, or we actually went to lunch at a restaurant um, near us. And it's the first time this has happened to the two of us. We went in and they asked for our phone number and our name. And we're like, okay. And and meanwhile, the restaurant was empty. We're like, okay, are we going on a waiting list or what's you're going to text us? And he said, no, we want your name and your phone number so that if anyone at the restaurant tests positive for COVID, we can reach out to you. What? There goes your appetite. I'm just like, really? And you had your first temperature taken. I did. I did. Took uh, Olivia to the dentist. This was less than a week ago, less than seven days ago. And it was the first time that when I entered a, a business or restaurant that someone said to me, we need to take a temperature. I've been to my cardiologist twice and hadn't even had a t- temperature taken. But going into a Ted's Montana Grill or to a, not Ted's, but, um, uh, you know, and her, her, her dentist office, uh, we were given a temp check and you know what? They can't share your temperature with you. If you, and many people do just out You're of nervousness clear. or something, you know, what's, what, am I hot? What's my temperature? They, they can't tell you. They can't tell you because they can then be sued. And I'm, I'm not talking about the dentist. I'm talking right. about companies in general. They're not going to tell you these that do temperature checks. They're not going to tell you what your temperature is because it can be perceived as, as personal information. Yeah. I wonder, also, if, it, I wonder if it goes under the HIPAA act. You know what I mean? Like it's a medical I wonder if it falls under that. It's it can also be shaming. Yes. You know, if, if suddenly public if, temperature if shaming. There's there's you know a group of twenty people getting ready to be seated at a restaurant, and you come in and have to have your temperature taken, and and suddenly you're the scarlet letter, literally, and you got to leave. And I just think there's a whole system of of things that are going to have to be figured out. Um, I also would like to point out over Memorial Day weekend in the Ozarks. Remember those pictures? Yes. Okay. How how many people were there? There were thousands of people drinking uh, and those swim up bars. I mean, thousands in the, in, uh, around the lakes. Maybe hundreds at, at those that particular bars, like yeah. Cactus Jacks or something. Yeah. Um, how many positive cases? Oh, Remember, every, everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the end of the world." Look at these people; they're crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. How many cases uh, were found after within fourteen days after the Memorial Day party at the Ozarks outside of St. Louis? How many? Yeah, I know one. 
I know. One. Yeah. It makes you wonder. It makes me wonder. Yeah. A pandemic where we heard numbers as high as 2 million deaths. The numbers over, uh, I don't know, uh, well, it's over 100,000. I remember that was a milestone. Well, and that's terrible. It, no, it, certainly it is. Certainly it is. But yeah. that's much smaller than thank one and God. a half to two million deaths. You yeah. Know? But so I, mean, I, I don't know. I think there's. Thank God. Some, at some point, 2020, the first half even of 2020, is going to require its own semester in U.S. history classes. No kidding. There is no way that you, and I wrote about this in the letter, which is our weekly uh, e-newsletter that hits your inbox on Saturdays. And there, there is no way that you could teach correctly. What happened? The, just the first half. You had the impeachment of a president. Right. You had, um, you had the pandemic. You had the recession. You had unemployment numbers that had never been seen before. You saw loss of life that had never been seen before. And then come. Basically a civil war in a way. And then toss in a uh, 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 private space flight. Yes, it's Which a lot. Is a great positive thing, but that's in the first six months of 2020. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I know our kids will be talking about this time period forever. You well, know, they're it, grandkids, and the grandkids are there. Yeah, it will I mean, shape. You know, the one thing that I've thought about was, um, you know, I haven't been able to see my mom and Al, and I'm hoping soon. I think within the next couple of, hopefully within the next couple of days, we'll be able to kind of see them live. You know, and and I I can't wait to sit down and maybe we'll record some of that um, and, and let you hear it. But I want to hear Al's perspective, you know, on kind of everything that's going on, because I, um, I know that they must be struck by all of this. I thought about that today. You and we, you and I have not had this conversation. I had that yeah. same thought today. But. I mean, he's a world war two veteran and they were, you know, the, the monument was defaced. And I just wonder what his take on it is. You know, I, I, I think it's a lot for that. Gen- I mean, it's a lot for any of us, but I think it's a lot for that. Gen- and they've seen so much, but for that generation to take all of this in and what's going on. I know when I've talked to him on the phone, because we FaceTime and we talk about it, and I've just asked him a little bit about it. You know, he just says, it's just very sad, Donna. You know, it's sad. I feel I, I feel sad for your generation. And he always says to me, you know, you your generation has not had to go through these things. I think it's the first, you know, true challenge i mean there's obviously been challenges but i mean as a nation you know that you've gone through and and so i, I don't know it'd be interesting to get his take on it but um yeah i, I think i would love to give mr al's take on the entire first half of 2020 yes on everything yes let's start january 1st mr al yeah and let's go through the day and we we cannot wait for it when we're all able to see one another and let's go out having great family dinner somewhere but spend some time with the grandkids yeah, and just talk about, and I would love to to get some tape on that as well. But yeah, we'll try to do that. Spend some time with the grandkids about just the things that have happened here in the six months since the start of twenty twenty. Yeah, we'll try to do that. Absolutely crazy. Hey, don't let the fear of the unknown, paying for an attorney or seeking medical care, stop you from getting the treatment you need and the cash money you deserve. One eight hundred hurt nine one one can help to give you the steps to get your life back. They'll partner with you for the right injury doctor, the right injury attorney, or medical specialist and get you on the fast road to recovery. The 1-800-HURT-911 
Hurt 911 Injury Group, Georgia's premier choice in accident care. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. At Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville, you'll find something for all your home needs and all at great prices. The showroom at Gallery Furniture has reopened. So whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master, maybe a sofa for your living room, Gallery Furniture Gainesville has you covered with many brands, many styles, and they offer great financing, too. You're going to find them online at askforthewolfman.com. You can ask for Donna. You can ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn. Gallery Furniture, Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. We've been going through pictures like so many families in, in during the time at home. And there was one trip that we made to a place in Pine Mountain, Georgia, and you maybe have made the trip here as well, near Callaway Gardens to the Wild Animal Safari. Boy, oh boy. It's a drive through animal park, and there are 65 uh, different types of exotic animals and it's yeah, 500 it, It's acres. not a zoo. It is a safari. Right. No, it is. I mean, it it's, is a it's, safari. It's, it's that, as you're going to learn. Yeah. Right? <laughs> if you didn't already know the story. <laughs> Uh, 500, I think five, maybe 600 animals they have on 500 acres down there. Yeah. So uh, Pine Mountain's maybe, what, two hours south of downtown Atlanta. Yeah, near Callaway Gardens. And so most people, if you've gone, most people, have, a lot of people have done this. But if you if you go stay at Callaway Gardens, it's a nice, like, um, like you can either do it on the way home or do it on the way there or make it a day trip away from Callaway Gardens. And um, we've done it probably two or three times but the first time that you do the wild animal safari is always the best because you you have no idea what you're getting into and we laughed you you pull in and it's kind of on a hill and you bark your car and you see these zebra vans parked you know over in a bunch of parking spaces beside you so you go in well but explain zebra they're they're beat up vans they're beat but up they're vans. paint they're painted to look like zebras, in zebra but stripes. black and white color. Yeah, they're they're Paint. yeah. I guess they're. We could debate this. It's either a black van with white stripes. We're not doing that. <laughs> white van. We're not doing that again. Okay, with black stripes. But I remember when you and I got out of the car, and the first time we did this, the kids were pretty little. They were not in um, car seats, but they were in booster type seats. And I remember us going over, you and I, and looking in these vans, and like gross. Like the seats were completely destroyed. No air conditioning. No air. And they tell you that. There's no air conditioning. And they were like It's on E, which just makes you nervous. And they were just, they were, I mean, they were filthy. Smelled. They had weird little food pellets all in the floorboard. Some rogue hair. Well, that in the windshield. Well, and let's talk about the windows. I mean, there, there would be a yak tongue print that was the size of a 13 shoe. Yeah. But you didn't know that. You were just like, this is gross. And so I remember telling you, like, I think we should just drive our car because we were going to have to take our um, booster seats out, put them in there. And we were just like, this is nasty. And I remember you specifically saying, I'm not doing anything without air. Because it was hot. I mean, it was yeah, the summertime. Well, I mean, it's, it's a pretty basic guy, but I want air. <laughs> Just some air. So you go in, and it's not much of an upcharge. To and I get, prefer an elevator. Yeah. Not much of an upcharge to get in the van. But I remember we were just like, that, we'll just drive our car, you know? And they were like, okay. And so you fill out these forms, and there's a lot of language, but I'm sure we didn't pay attention to any of it about what could happen to your vehicle. Just check the box. Just check the box and move on. And so it's hot. You've been standing in line. You're ready to go. And the kids are like, we want to see that animal. Where are the animals, Mama Daddy? Where are the animals? Where are the animals? And so they sell. Shut up. They sell those popcorn type bags full of food pellets. Yeah. 
to feed the animals. Yeah. So it's kind of, you think, one bag, you know, because the bags aren't cheap. That's how they get you is on the food bags. And so you're like, one bag per person should be good, you know. And I don't think we had Will the first time we went through it, but I will never forget. We got back in. We had four food bags and Charlotte like spilled hers. So all the food is all over. So now we're down to three bags. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we have not even rolled out of the parking lot. Well, and your car is starting to look like one of the zebra fans. Exactly. With and food s- pellets in the bottom, yeah. on the floorboard everywhere. So you start through the gates, and the gates kind of open like, um, <clears throat> yeah, like what's that movie? Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah. With like the, you know, and so you're like, where's this going? And you pull in and then the gates close behind you. And there's all these signs like keep a safe distance between you and the car, the van in front of you. And so you're kind of pinned in. There's cars in front of you. There's cars behind you. There's only one way out. And that's through the safari. You can't cut through the grass, the trees, the safari plane. You can't. You got to go down the little dirt road, which, which is not paved at all. No, it's like a mile and a half, too, I think. It's far. And so we pulled in and we're like, well, this is a bust. Where are the animals? Where are the animals? And the girls are like, you know, because they're not at this point, they're not belted in these. They're just standing up in the car, you know, and they're like, where where are they? Rolling windows down. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. It's like, have you seen, what's that movie with King Julian? Where? Uh, uh, Madagascar. Madagascar. Where they just all come running toward the boat. These animals come out of nowhere i mean stampede stampeding charging charging you got a beautiful four-door lexus <laughs> <laughs> you had it at the time yeah you had yeah oh it was horrible but you you start to get nervous and draw up a little bit because yeah. these these animals know exactly what's going on and these yeah. are the things like you said that first trip you don't think about oh no these animals are trained to know that when one of these vehicles comes through with with the human people comes through you get fed yes and that's the only time you could look at these animals the 550 I animals know. And know that they don't they don't get water on a good okay day. that's not true uh-huh. this is well a, these were not the cream of the crop okay you know, this these is are a like fine ham- abstaining place these are, these are hand-me-down animals oh my gosh this <laughs> that's not true oh wait donna that's it not certainly true. is that's not these true. are not animals that you would see like at the north carolina zoo in ashboro okay or at zoo atlanta Come on. Anyway. These were these were these were ratty. They're not savage. Are they bougie? Or bougie. They're <laughs> ratchy, crusty. Dusty. Dusty. Matted. Ma- Seriously, these were hand me down animals. Okay. Anyway. But they are coming at you. They are coming at you. And so the first thing you do is you roll down your window and you mistake throw th- mistake throw food pe- pebbles kind of at them. They put their entire we're going to load pictures onto this week's letter. You're going to die. They put their tongues, their faces into the car, into your lap. They will grab the bag. Have you ever seen an antelope's teeth like right I up, have close? up close when I was just. just yeah. yeah, those big yellow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> zebra type teeth. Kind of like my mother's, kind of like Grammy's. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have gone all sideways. But anyways, it, it, it and then the kids are screaming. And then the yeah. kids are scared. They're scared. At this and point. then they're like, Daddy, drive faster. Roll up the window. We don't want to be here. And the animals like come at you. Yeah, they don't let you go. And you're afraid you're going to run over them. So you're really stuck. And the, the family behind you in the zebra van, they were smart enough. <laughs> hey, we're the only people with their own personal vehicle. And, you know, like this three-hour window. Well, there was a Buick. Like, Two cars up from us, and there was an antelope on top like, of his hood. Hood, like twerking, 
This antelope was twerking. <laughs> and he like rode along with them because as they, they went through. Because they don't want you to go. No. And they'll block you. Yeah. They'll block you from going anywhere. Yep. It was the most horrif- one of the most horrifying experiences. <laughs> as a parent. As a parent. Because the kids, what they thought was going to be a fun day with $23 personal pan pizzas and popcorn and lots of sodas and sugar. Uh, but is, they liked it enough that we went back twice. And I think and when they got older. And I think we drove the van the next time. We did, yes. Know. Yes. Yeah. But well, this is a twelve dollar upgrade. How much are you gonna you know to get the zebra van? How much are you gonna pay for your deductible? How much did you pay for your insurance deductible because you had so many <laughs> hoof marks? Seriously, not nah, it's the truth. I remember driving home and like there was hair hanging off like our left rear view mirror or whatever, you know? It was just crazy. So if you go there, you should go there. It is fun. It is fun. No, it's fun. But you should but don't expect definitely get the animals in. that have been washed in the okay, last well, year. Okay. Well, they're brushed. animals. They live out in the wild. They it's do. a safari. No, they do. They do. I and and I didn't know this, but the company that owns this particular one, uh, this animal drive through, this drive through animal safari in, in Pine Mountain, they own one in Missouri, and they just bought one in Texas. Yeah, it is fun. This company. It is fun. Just drive. Don't drive your car. <laughs> Don't drive your Pay the Buick. $12 to get you a zebra van. Don't drive your Buick. Uh, there's some great photos of like uh, alpaca teeth and tongues. Mm. And what other animals did they have? They had antelopes. They had, I think they had a couple of zebras. Some buffalo? I think they had a giraffe. A couple yeah, of giraffes. I remember a giraffe tongue. I remember, which have you ever seen a giraffe tongue? It's That's huge. That's impressive. What about, were there lions? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, okay. They don't have lions. Okay. They're lions, tigers, and bears. Yeah. For the most part, these are animals that aren't going to cause trouble. But when they know that you have in your lap, imagine if they work together, a bag and, of pellets, they could like they could turn your, your car, car over. yeah. <laughs> and that may happen one day. Yeah, but it's a fun. It's a day trip, fun it day is, trip. If fun. you want to check it out, especially it in the summer fun. with the kids, as they continue to just bug the crap out of you at home All right. to do stuff, something to think about. We continue to salute our hometown heroes with uh, our sponsors, uh, our partners and sponsors. Hurt nine one one Atlanta. If you can uh, tell us about someone you know that we should celebrate, maybe in the medical field, the fire and rescue uh, departments, trucking industry, custodians, people that have uh, truly, truly made an impact during these trying, trying times. We want to salute them. Listen to T-shirts. Not, uh, it's not cash, but it's something we thought that we could uh, just send them a small token of our appreciation on behalf of you and Hurt 911 Atlanta. Yeah, and, and think of Hometown Heroes in different ways, too. Um, we had someone reach out the other day that had a company that didn't take a paycheck you know, for three months so that he could keep all of his employees. That's a hometown hero. You know, you don't have to necessarily be on the front lines. Um, there's a lot of ways right now that people are, you know, getting creative to to keep people employed, to to do things for different people. So if you know anyone like that, we really, really, really want to just take a chance to, you know, take an opportunity to say thank you. I had a wife reach out to me on our text and voicemail number, which I'll share with you in just a second. Come straight to my phone. I check it every day, a couple of times a day. But she wrote out, to, wrote to me and said, listen, my husband truly has been on the front lines and is an essential employee, but he doesn't want any attention. He doesn't want fanfare. And I said, you know what? Shoot me your name and address and let's, let's surprise the old man with a hometown hero t-shirt. Works at uh, AgPro in Madison, Georgia. So we'll get that uh, in the mail. And a big thanks to uh, Threads Inc. Printing. Uh, John Landris in Hiawassee, they just moved into a brand new facility, a much bigger facility because they're a growing uh, small local business, but threadsinc.com. The phone number to reach out to us, voicemail, text, whatever is on your mind, 770-464-6024, 770-464-6024, and that number is all over my social media channels. 
uh, Matt Holmes intro the show today. Matt Holmes has was one of the first people I met when I got to Atlanta. Uh, Matt for years was the the DJ, the DJ at the Buckboard Country Music Showcase. We need to have John Galuccio on who yes. owns the Buckboard. He can tell episode. some great Man, stories. Golly, let me tell you. Uh, Matt's now the business manager at Harley Davidson of Atlanta. We were uh, Matt and I were roommates for several years on Nebo Road in Hiram, Georgia. Oh boy! And I've said before, I, there's still a, a a NSF check that I wrote to the Grands at Nebo Nebo and in, in Sudi Hiram Road. Maybe Grands is a convenience store out there that I wrote. I bounced for like a chicken dinner. Oh gosh! Um, and it still it was on the wall for years. They were still trying to collect on that check. Um, Matt and I have done so much together uh, in our lives. Uh, a lot of it, neither one of us are proud of. Um, there were some crazy, 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 crazy times. Um, he went on to be the D- he, but he was like the house DJ for. He worked at the Buckboard, and then he was at Cowboys some, and then he was at um, Wild Bills. Wild Bills. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. No, and, and listen, there were crazy times, and we both laughed. We continued to share stories and laugh about the crazy things that we did, but there were also great moments. Matt's been one of my dearest friends, closest friends, since I got here to Atlanta. Matty Holmes, he's so much out, fun. I reached out to him and I said, like, "Hey, dude, I, you know, I, we talk about how I give everybody nicknames and they stick. Matt's nickname has been Fester." Yes. I, I don't ask me why. I don't even know what that means. But for some reason, 23, 24 years ago, uh, when I met Matt, like you're Fester. Um, I thought he called you Fester. We call each other Fester. Oh, okay. But um, um, I reached out to Matt and I was like, hey, Fester, you know, Don and I would love for you to intro a show. What do you think? And he said, absolutely. Tell me how to do it. It's very simple. Um, but he then sh- sh- sent me a picture back of him on a fishing, like a high dollar cruising fishing vessel. And he's like, I'm in Savannah out on the boat fishing today. I was like, damn you. I want to be out on the beach fishing. <laughs> well, tell everybody nice where Matty does. Boat. What he does? Yeah, where he works. And I did. He oh, sells Harley Davidson. Yes, you got to go see him. He's great. And That's he's such a, a nice guy. Lithia Springs, Harley Davidson. I will never forget. His parents, too. Uh, yeah, oh, you know, so sweet. They went, listen, when Matt and I didn't have two pennies to rub together, and there were so many days when we lived together, we lived in a duplex. And there are still stories being told by our neighbors to their grandkids and things, I'm sure. there's, But but Matt and I didn't have a whole lot. And we'd go over to his parents' house and eat dinner and uh, see the family and hang out. But they've always been a super, super type. I've always been kind of envious yeah, uh, about Matt great and family. the closeness of their family. Yeah. I'll never forget one of my favorite Matty stories is he was at Wild Bill's and he was just picking his check up. You know, he, he had just come in to, like, get his paycheck. And you and I had been there for who, About knows, eight hours. who knows what, what concert or what we were doing. And we ran into him, you know, in the back part of um, Wild Bill's. And we're like, hey, Maddie, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just picking up my check. How are you guys doing? You know, great. We're like, can you give us a ride home? And so he, from, from Duluth to Alpharetta, seriously, to and we had just moved probably into our house and, um, he was like, where am I going? And I, I think we probably went the long way around to get home, but he's, a we great, made it home. he's a great friend. He is. We have a small ask of you three things. If you are able to, uh, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five star reviews for the podcast. Number three, show our sponsors in love without uh, these sponsors that we're so grateful for. There would be no second act. And they include dinneraffair.com. Tracy Cousineau in Real Estate Expert Advisors. 1-800-HURT-911. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. And Wellstar, more than healthcare, people care. New episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays at Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. We are proud to be part of the App and Podcast Network.